we are allowed to use our journals to talk about anything we want um, <laughs> in cohesion. Well, I guess not even entirely in cohesion with the material that we're studying. But um, I thought that maybe something I would talk about would be how in the practical handbook for actors, the exercise, um, sorry for going closer and further from the mic, but um, the exercise at the end of the analyzing a scene chapter was surprisingly difficult for me. I think it's finally settling in my head um, now that I'm looking at it like, um, it has it like as steps one, two, and three, and then like the literal versus the essential action, the as if, and I think words like essential action were kind of confusing me because I was trying to distinguish what makes it different from the literal like <laughs> what makes it um I don't know I'm just looking at the examples when it's like Oedipus is doing everything he can to think of everything he can think of to deal with the plague versus reassuring people in my care that I'm capable of getting the job done at first I was like well he <laughs> like I think that maybe if I look at it as the what they are doing and why but that doesn't even track because I'm in the second example for scene one it's not the prologue it goes Oedipus is trying to find out who the murderer is and then the number two the essential action is extracting an answer to a crucial question and then I'm like well it's not exactly it kind of mentions the why with the crucial part of the question and so I, I think the best way for me personally to look at it is like, and maybe I'll just reread the chapter a couple times, but um, it's like the literal action is fairly simple to parse out. Um, but the essential action maybe is more, it's somewhere between a subtext and, well, I mean, it is subtext, but I can't just say it's whatever the subtext is, is the essential action. I think the essential action is, um, is like, this sounds so silly actionable like as in it's it contains the objective like that seems to be a through line so like if oedipus is accusing creon of wanting to usurp the throne and exposing a threat to friends then it's like okay the essential action they tried to describe it but i think if i look at it as like closer to objective um things then it makes more sense because resolving confusion about his past and looking for a crucial answer to a mystery kind of sound like the same thing at first but um i think the inclusion of the word crucial in the second part of the analysis sort of implies that like this answer is what like he's looking for because resolving confusion about his past is like well that is what he's doing but what does it accomplish and then looking for a crucial answer it's like ah I kind of get the why, I kind of get the objective more. So that's what I kind of parsed out. And then when they had, like, the example scene at the end, I was like, oh my god. I, nothing is happening. Like, nothing is happening. What do you mean, like, your outfit is lovely today? And then he asks her for some money. So I was like, what in the world? How do I <laughs> begin to unpack this? Which is so funny. Because I usually find scenes so easy to, to sort of pick apart. Or not so easy, I guess. I haven't had the challenge in a while but I find that when I read a story I maybe it's because I have an innate sense of tension like what we talked about in class about looking at the page number in a in a side and using that to decide the level of tension or knowing exactly where you are in a story I was like oh that's so genius but I think I do that a lot too where it's like if especially if I haven't had time to do um more detailed scene analysis if I'm just if I start with a level of tension 
which I may have been doing. I get pretty far. But this stuff, ooh, this stuff was rough for me. But I went through it and I was like, okay, well, Pete compliments Harriet. Pete tells Harriet he's not been paid. He refuses dinner and then he asks for money. And then I was like, okay, so he needs money. That's what he wants. Um, and then I went, okay, well, Harriet talks about her outfit and compliments Pete. Harriet sympathizes with Pete and Harriet offers dinner. And then I was like, oh. Oh, by the way, was like, comma, use of like in a colloquial sense is not bad. Um, I don't feel guilty about it, but it's something I'm trying to be able to remove from my dialect. Anyway, when I looked at it all laid out like that, I realized <laughs> that the literal action was simple. Pete asks for money and Harriet invites Pete to dinner. But when it came to the subtext, or not subtext, the essential action, I realized that the overarching action is like convincing Harriet to give money. Like, yes, Pete is asking, but the whole point of the compliments and the mentioning of his story, it's all part of a, like, a manipulation. There is a goal. There is a convincing that has to occur. Like, obviously, an end-end goal would be getting the money. But in the words that we have, the goal is convincing Harriet to give the money. And Harriet, um, I was like, oh my goodness, Harriet just replies. Like, how would I know? But then I looked at how Harriet, um, do you like it? I thought you would. I was like, oh, <laughs> I realized that she's actually assuming that Harriet is a she, um, She's fond of, she fancies Pete. The, <laughs> the preening about the outfit, the easy sympathy and the invitation to dinner are not nothing. It's, the goal is to have dinner with Pete. It's not like, oh, I feel bad for you. I'm going to have dinner with you. It's like, Harriet wants this. <laughs> so... That was that and then i created as if so an as if for pete needing money would be if i needed an extension and i was like trying to talk to a professor and i was like oh your outfit is lovely today must have taken a long time to make yeah no i'm actually really busy or like would be my uh, separate context same feeling and then as far as harriet my <laughs> i would just be like as if insert celebrity we could say oscar isaac <laughs> as if Oscar Isaac was um, asking me questions or just asking about my day because it would be like oh how can how can I help you <laughs> on the paper I had Avin Jogia written down but I wasn't sure if that reference would translate Avin Jogia is kind of niche in any case like the reading and I, I think I talked mostly in class about the stuff I learned about representation versus presentational acting and what I liked about the techniques that Uta Hagen has offered because they feel a lot more usable to me not that <laughs> not that other techniques have been unusable but I feel like a lot of times like I haven't received much critique because I haven't been in positions to receive critique like I've just been in things where I just do stuff and roll with it and usually directors like me and don't correct me too much 
or they have a personal grudge against me and give me line readings for every line. So I'm really just looking for some constructive criticism for once. <laughs> um, and maybe the directors who like me give it to me and I just don't notice as much because I just like, like when I get a good note and I'm like, oof, this informs things. I'm always so excited and so happy. Like, oh my god, please morph my performance. Please give me direction. I love guidance. I love feeling like I'm fulfilling part of a vision. I love it when something settles right into my understanding or enriches my understanding. Like, I love a good director. But I also want to learn um, so that directors can mold me even better and I can give them more to start with and more flexibility from, and places to go. Which is why I'm excited to receive criticism. And not that um, <laughs> reading technique is criticism, but I mean, if a director just tells me that I don't look genuine, that's one thing, or that I need to do a silly voice, it's like, okay, what do you, like, ooh. cool, but this book has given me an opportunity to go, hey, when I am pretending to sleep, I do not connect with that moment. I don't feel present in that moment. How can I, what sensations can I use my rehearsal process to remind me how to feel present? Um, and also, like, being, having it asserted that I don't have to feel everything my character is feeling, or I don't have to, like, recall all of my memories in um, the process is, like, so nice. I was a real afraid of that. A real afraid? Really afraid of that. Um, I'm not afraid of it, you know? Unfortunately, I think I would do almost anything <laughs> if somebody told me to try it. Like, I try anything once, but I'm definitely much, uh, I'm somebody who knows myself and has worked on myself mentally and emotionally for a very long time. And I think that <laughs> it's like she says, this is not therapy. I'd much rather deal with my own problems elsewhere and work with my flexibility and the strength of my, um, ability to empathize. I'd rather use that to tell a story and then deal with my own problems in a separate place and not put them in front of people or put myself through them again because reliving trauma isn't <laughs> isn't something that somebody can do for work ever. So yeah, that's that. <laughs>